This is a Poets and Writers page one author reading. To hear more, visit us at pw.org forward slash multimedia or at soundcloud.com forward slash poets and writers. The Stars, the Ocean, the Boys. In Star Ocean, the second story, a boy named Claude Kenny lands on an underdeveloped third world planet called Expel. Stranded in a lush rainforest with bioluminescent caves and dysmorphic animals, he runs into Rena, a native Expellian, all blue hair and long ears. Rena is being attacked by a mutant gorilla, a tiny replica of King Kong, or maybe a rabbit saying prince struck dumb by the moon. But just before she gets mauled, Claude jumps in to save her with his blonde bob. You, the player, are Claude. You have, in your brown bomber jacket, a gun. A photon blaster, more precisely, on a planet where people do not yet understand evolution. The ray of light coming from your weapon makes you seem like a god, dispatching the gorilla in one shot with 499 damage, which, you will soon discover, is a lot at level one. Rena is certain that you are a hero from prophecy, the warrior of light, sent to save Expel from the sorcery globe, a meteor that crash-landed there and has caused anomalies like super-powered gorillas attacking blue-haired women in forests, and what seem to be demons emerging out of thin air, the earth, people's homes, etc., like in Diablo. From there, your hero's quest begins. Rena has an older brother named Deus Flack, a swordsman with long blue hair who your friend Jeremy has a crush on. He is less trustful of you, talks a ton of shit about everyone, and wears fancy pants on which he carries a thin sword like Griffith's. The difference between, say, Deus and Griffith, and even Goku too, is Deus's selfishness. While Griffith and Goku are ready to die at any moment to save their friends and kin, Deus lifts his blade only for Rina, who, honestly, since she becomes the most powerful mage on the planet, doesn't really need his help. Nevertheless, Jeremy thinks Deus is the true god in Star Ocean, while you find him annoying and lazy. You two believe in little outside of Star Wars or vampires, right or wrong, but together you pour hours into Star Ocean, the second story. For better or worse, you both wish for another tale. A host of second chances and righted wrongs, lusting after new endings despite the continual pain of starting over. You relish the 120 hours it takes to sweep through both the game's discs, there has to be some way that Gabriel can survive. Claude and Deus can be friends. I know they can. In every town, you pause for private actions, splitting the party up for little chats, forcing them to mingle and get to know each other, building friendships and rivalries in every major metropolitan area. You meet Ashton Anchors. Ashton is essentially the shit. He makes Claude and Deus look like children. Possessed by a two-headed dragon named Gioro and Ururun, Ashton is the symbiotic hope of this new world. What had happened was, Ashton tried to vanquish the dragon for fame, money, etc., but rather than be defeated, they decide to possess him. So now, and forever after, Ashton wanders around Expel with his dual knives and one blue and one red dragon looming over his shoulders, scrapping with each other, arguing with him, scaring people, lending him power lending you power. They don't look like dragons at all, really, but like snakes, like Spike and her babies, like the sea creatures you used to draw on loose-leaf paper and in a death note, Ashton's insides as the ocean hiding the dragon's guts. They're cute. They are your very own nine-tails fox, 
You are Expel's official Jinchuriki. First thought of as a curse, y'all learn to love Gyoro and Uruun, cuddling and coddling them, dependent on each other in an eternal three-way. Y'all forget about Claude and Deus and mom smoking crack right next to you, stomachs growling, the school and neighborhood and home bullies lurking around every corner. But there are lies. Expellions are not really expellions. About 80 hours into the game, you learn that there are hundreds of inhabited worlds, some created, others born, from which your party of 12 heroes draws breath. You are insignificant in the grand scheme of things. Misfits, all of you. Three eyes, guns, swords, magic, neurosis, carnal desire, and generalized loneliness. There's always a new enemy. Energy needs ten wise men. It was them them shady niggas, you almost say, who created the sorcery globe and dropped it on Expel, like that meteor near the Yucatan that killed all the dinosaurs. Indelesio leads them, and this is all his will. You and your crew must dispatch Indelesio and his friends eventually, though not without trepidation. After some high-drama infighting among the ten wise men, your own party, energy need, resource management, problematic intergalactic politics, the destruction of Expel, and Claude Kenny's shitty dad getting in the way, you murder Indelesio in what comes to feel like cold blood, as he cries about inflicting all that pain in an attempt to get his daughter back. Sitting with your legs crossed in front of the TV, you learn college-level English reading about how all this shit went down. Indelesio's daughter looks like Rena, and she stays dead with your help. So many dead bodies after 120 hours learning cool moves and backstories and making friendships and trying to find all the different endings. And to this day, you've yet to unlock them all.